What's up? Welcome back to Point Blake, episode number 41. We're back after taking a week off. We missed you. We hope you missed us. Most importantly, though, if you like the show, if you like the content that we're putting out, make sure to hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media platforms, and you'll see in the description below the ways that you can connect with us as well on our own personal social media platforms. But for Point Blank Pod, on Twitter, it's at Point Blank Pod, and on Instagram, it's at the Point Blank Pod. You can also leave a rate and review wherever you find any of your podcasts. Also, just a heads up, we just want to say thank you so much for walking with us for the past 41 episodes. And um, yeah, thank you so much. And we really appreciate it. And we got a big show in hand for you today. Uh, lots to get to. We're going to be talking some boxing, some UFC, obviously word of the week. Uh, but Akeem, uh, wh- why don't we start off by talking about what you've been up to? Because um, I've been seeing some of your content. So why don't we uh, give your content a little bit of a platform? Because you're breaking down some serious fights, bigger breakdowns. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing and where we can find that. I'm not really doing too much. I think you're gassing it up. Um, it's really good stuff. So I just but, definitely want. Uh, yeah. So just, you know, just breaking down different different fights a bit more. People have been reaching out and asking and trying to 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 listen and not fight the current. So just trying to give a different perspective as I do here, but a more in-depth, uh, but just trying to give a different perspective other than just the fight, but more the mindset into it as well, too. So, but you know what, you didn't need to do all that. And and, and we're gonna move it's past. Good stuff. We gotta cross promote, man. That's what it's about. You gotta cross promote on your different things. So um, but yeah, if you haven't been able to check it out, make sure to go subscribe to Akeem's. Uh, YouTube platform as well. And once again, thank you so much for rocking with us. But yeah, big show. So why don't we just get right into it? Obviously, the NBA draft took place, Akeem, and that was a pretty cool night because the guy that was slated to go number one didn't go number one. But now that the draft is done, it's all about free agency, the frenzy. And one of the guys that has had a frenzy around him for, I guess you could say since the pandemic is Kyrie Irving, because the big question is, is he going to stay with the Nets? I saw a report today that he will be opting out of that deal. Where do you see Kyrie Irving fitting? Does he stay with Brooklyn and tie in Kevin Durant into this as well? This is such an interesting uh, situation because to me, look, I understand how good Kyrie is. We all understand how good Kyrie is. But at the same time, if I'm on the staff of the Nets trying to like the management section, I'm saying, man, what? I wouldn't give this guy a full long term because, dude, I I don't know how much commitment you're going to give me. Right. So I understand both sides of the spectrum. Kyrie makes any team he's on better. He is that good. But I also understand, like, look, I'm a little hesitant to give you this. It's a business first. We all know this is the entertainment business. It's a business first. And I want to make sure that I am going to get back what I give. So I understand it. It just makes it tough because now you could lose the both of them. <laughs> you could lose the both of them. But when it comes to where I think would be the best fit for him, I don't know. I mean, they're talking about the Lakers. Obviously, he wants to go there. Him and LeBron seem to have to mend their relationship. But then what happens to Russell Westbrook? And who else do they have to give up? I don't know what that's going to look like. But you can't also count out a sleeper team, Chantel, that could possibly slide in there 
if everything is right. And that's the Miami Heat. Now, they may have a way of making it happen, but it would cost them maybe Lowry, maybe Hero. We know they're always defensively sound and they're always in the top five, top 10 defensively every single year for the most part. But they do lack scoring points when they need to. Kyrie brings that over to them and now they have more of a complete team. But what's the price and what's the cost? So I don't fully know where he's going to go. I could also possibly see him going to the Clippers because they don't have a point guard. Now, Kyrie is a scoring point guard, but you put him in a position with great coaching with Lou and two of the best wings defensively and offensively in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And that could be a tandem as well too, but I don't know who is going to give him the long-term deal. Uh, I, 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 you just don't know what Kyrie you're going to get on any given year as talented as he is. It still comes with a cost. What, what, what are your thoughts? Where do you think he could go and how do you think about the whole situation? You know, a lot of people are hating on Kyrie because of all the drama that happened before the season, how he didn't want to get vaccinated. You know, the joke's on us, though, because he was kind of right. But anyways, um, <laughs> enough about that. But he ended up playing. And we know that Kyrie is, when healthy, a top five point guard in the league, depending on, you know, what the criteria is. I believe Kyrie is one of the best players in the league. And I know there's a lot that comes with him. So as a Knicks fan, I actually don't want him in New York. There's been talk about him going to the Knicks. I understand, though, if Kyrie was able to take the Knicks to the playoff, like he would be a god. You know what I mean? Like because the Knicks haven't had a lot of success. So he would be put on a pedestal if he did that. I don't want him in New York, to be quite honest with you. I think there's way too much that comes with him. The Clippers, to me, is a very interesting spot for Kyrie Irving because I feel like they're dismissing a piece. And if Kawhi comes back healthy, Paul George is looking good, the Clippers would probably be my favorite to come out of the West, despite, you know, not looking at the Warriors and what they've done because they weren't even healthy and they won the championship. But the Clippers, to me, is really, really interesting. Uh, I don't want him to go to LA. I'm sorry, but like, I just don't want to see this LeBron Kyrie thing. Then it's like, yeah, what does happen to Russell Westbrook over there? I think the Lakers are just way too much drama and <laughs> bringing in Kyrie Irving is only going to erupt it even more. So I don't think that's a good look for the Lakers. And I also don't even think that they have enough of the pieces or picks to give up to Brooklyn because their picks start at what, like 2027. 20, so I actually don't think there's value of him going there. I honestly think that Kyrie and KD are just playing bully ball right now with the Nets owners. They're like, Katie's like, yeah, if you don't give Kyrie, which is pretty G by the way, he's like, if you don't give Kyrie the deal, I'm out. Uh, you know, they're just playing bully ball. They're trying to like finesse the Nets. I don't see Kyrie staying there though, because it's just been too hectic. And also, I also don't think they, they really have a lot of respect for Steve Nash as the coach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like from the beginning of it right so already it's kind of a messy situation I like Kyrie with the Clippers I'm going to get into Kevin Durant a little bit right now because to me he's the biggest piece oh, if he if he doesn't want to stay in Brooklyn and if they don't re-sign Kyrie it's a wrap for Kevin Durant in Brooklyn and he's going to want to leave as well and Damian Lillard posted a picture up on his Instagram of KD beside him in a Portland Trailblazers jersey. If KD went to Portland, the fact that they just got Jeremy Grant, I know that Portland isn't one of those big spending cities, but if KD went to Portland, they would win the championship. <laughs> oh, that's a stretch and tell. That's no, no, I'm I'm keeping it real because would they still be able to keep Nurkic and all in Jeremy Grant? Like Jeremy Grant to Portland, I think was a huge piece. People aren't talking about that one enough. That's a way better piece than CJ McCollum if he can stay healthy. 
So for me, I would love to see Katie in Portland. I don't think it's going to happen, but that to me is really interesting. And I, I wouldn't mind um, if Katie went over there and teamed up with Dame. I think Dame is still one healthy, one of the best point guards in the league. I actually think he's better than Kyrie, in my opinion. But what are your thoughts, Akeem, you know, about Dame posting this picture? How would you see Katie fit? And where do you actually see Katie going? Yeah, you know, the Katie doesn't get enough credit for how well he makes things work. Right. I think a lot of times when you see athletes, especially basketball players, go into these superstar platforms where they have other superstars with them and they think, oh, easy championship is going to be that. It takes a lot for it to mesh. And so when KD went to the Golden State Warriors, they don't people don't give Steve Kerr enough credit for how he was able to handle every single personality and make it work. Right. It takes a true leadership standpoint for that to happen. If, Kai, if if KD was to go to Portland, right, I know he has a good relationship with Dame, but I don't really know his relationship with Chauncey Billups. I don't know what that's going to be like. Can Chauncey Billups handle all of that? I don't know. It sounds good on paper, but who knows? But those additions, I mean, you talk about Grant as well, too, with Nurkic, if they can keep him, that's a nice four-piece combination right there. That's an explosive team right there that's a team that can score over 100 points any given night but it's not gonna happen look Chantel, I, I i used to post stuff on social media all the time about when i was running track about the best relay teams and this and that it it, it sounds good it sounds good it's it makes for a great uh advertising and you know dame is doing his part without actually saying like yo come over here i'm just gonna post a little picture that other people are creating and just see where the buzz comes from. It's good marketing, but that's all it is, Chantel. That's all it is. That's not going to happen. All right. Well, Point Blank would <laughs> love to know where you would like to see Kyrie Irving go. Does he stay with Brooklyn? Where would you like to see KD go? Do they both stay in Brooklyn? Let us know. Drop some comments in our YouTube section. You can also hit us up on IG and Twitter, and you'll see in the description below the ways that you can connect with us. We have to stay on the hardwood, though, because there's a big piece that could possibly not stay where he is. I'm talking about DeAndre Ayton, and obviously there was a whole bunch of drama because he wanted the max from Phoenix, and they didn't end up giving it to him. So there's a chance that DeAndre Ayton is not going to be a Phoenix Sun when the season starts. Akeem, where do you think the best fit for him is? I got three teams in mind, Chantel. And the first team that I would like to see DeAndre Ayton go into is the San Antonio Spurs, Chantel. I think, now, you never know Greg Popovich. I know he's in his last stretch of coaching and if he hasn't made an announcement yet then there's a good chance he's going to come back so we're going to assume he's going to come back and coach now you team deandre ayton with a young team who is running and gunning and and dejounte murray is there who's been improving every single year and getting better and working himself up to the status of being a star in the league i kind of like that piecing with the coaching Right, You look at a Tim Duncan, you look at a David Robinson and how Greg Popovich was able to help them. And I kind of like that mix as well, too. The other team that I would like to see him go to, it's a possibility. You'd like to see him go over there in Atlanta with Ice Trey. But it would complicate things a little bit for me when it comes yeah, to yeah. Uh, with Capella. It's two bigs, two bigs uh, that like to catch lobs, that like to be in the paint. I just don't know how they would make that one work. But that would be a good fit for him as well, too. The other fit that I would see, Washington Wizards. I just 
not sure how Przingis is going to feel with sharing some of that space down there. But to be honest, Przingis also wants to play point guard if you, if you freaking let him do that as well too. But I think those three teams, I think would be a good viable teams for him where he could actually play and be involved in the system right away. So those are my teams. Assuming that Bradley Beal does come back. Um, I think those three components give him a good uh, opportunity right there. But what are your thoughts, Chantel? Who do you think would be the best fit for him? Well, if Brooklyn ends up keeping Kyrie <laughs> and KD, I would love to see DeAndre Ayton go to Brooklyn. Pay him the big dollars. Even though DeAndre Ayton's more like a 17 and 10 guy, he's injured a lot. Like, that's another thing that people have to think of as well. I think the one thing that Brooklyn was missing, and we talked to, they don't play any defense. Right. You add DeAndre Ayton in there. He's a bit of a rim protector and he can get you 17 and 10. And that would be a pretty big, nice three with KD and Kyrie. That's only if Brooklyn ends up keeping those guys. But I would love to see DeAndre Ayton go to Brooklyn. Another spot where I think he could really do well is why don't you pair him up in Dallas with Luka Doncic? Kleber's not that dude. Like, you know what I mean? That would actually put a very big piece in Dallas. And we saw them exceed expectations this season. Look at what Luka Doncic did leading his Dallas Mavericks all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Like, nobody expected that. You add a piece like DeAndre Ayton in, a guy that can be really solid. And I think Dallas becomes a better piece. And you know that Mark Cuban doesn't mind paying that luxury tax. Like, I actually think that would be a really, really good piece because when I looked at that Dallas team, like it was really just Luca and Jalen Brunson and Jalen Brunson might be on the move as well. When you think about the deal that he's possibly getting right, like five years, a hundred million dollars, whatever that might be. He might go to the Knicks. I don't want to pay him a hundred million dollars, but I mean, whatever. But for me, Luka Doncic, DeAndre Ayton, I like that pairing a lot. And I think it provides Doncic with another piece. I was going to say Atlanta as well. However, like you said, I don't know how him and Clint fit. Mm-hmm. One of them would have to go. I don't think you can keep both of them. So for me, it's like Clint is actually, I kind of like Clint Compella better than I like DeAndre Ayton. Mm. Defensively, I think Clint just gets injured way too much, but so is DeAndre Ayton. So it's a little bit interesting, but my picks would be Brooklyn if Kyrie and Katie end up staying there. And then I would like to see him down in Dallas. I know Mark Cuban doesn't mind paying that luxury tax. And I would love to see Luka Doncic paired up with a guy that is um, another potential all-star if DeAndre Ayton plays up to what he's capable of. But Point Blank would love to know where you would like to see DeAndre Ayton go in free agency. You can drop some comments in our YouTube section. You can also hit us up on YouTube and Instagram, and you'll see in the description below the ways that you can connect with us. We're going to move over from the hardwood to the boxing ring. Big fight that happened this weekend. MJ Akhmedalia versus Ronnie Rios. Akeem, give us a little bit of a breakdown, but most importantly, do we get undisputed against him and cool boy Steph? And if we don't, where would you like to see him go? Would you like to see him move up? And who would you like to see him fight? Yeah, so Akhmedalia versus Ronnie Rios. You know, th- th- this... This was a, you always want to know how a person responds when they are in pressure situations where something gets taken away from them or they have to make an adjustments. We always talk about boxing IQ, ring IQ. Well, in this fight, after the second round, you could see that MJ was not throwing that left hand so much, right? And later on, he went and said that he hurt his hand in that fight, but what he was able to do in that fight with not necessarily being able to throw his hand, but the movements, the adjustments, the footwork, how he was able to use the right hand, the overhand right hand that was coming. I don't know how Ronnie didn't see that coming because it's all you could do. 
right? And I thought in the way how he adjusted in this fight, we know he's skilled, we know we can fight, we know we got boxing pedigree, we know he is, I mean, the man became the champion in eight fights. That's something special yeah, right yeah. there. And the moment never seems too big for him. So he's mentally ready. But this fight was a great adjustment to say, can you do what you need to do to win the fight, regardless of the situation? And that's what we saw with MJ. And he closed out the fight, right? Now, cool boy Steph, uh, I think we do get to see this fight. And I think we get to see it before the year is done. As I said in previous videos before that we've talked about, this seems to be the year where people, where fighters are actually starting to say, I want to become undisputed. I want to fight for the belts. I want to fight for legacy, right? I don't think just because you have a belt doesn't mean that, 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 that you're a great fighter or you're one of the best. There's a lot of people who have belts just to have belts, but that's a different conversation. But I think we get to see this fight and I think they both want this fight. How it goes, well, you're going to have to tune in to see when it does happen because we can't really talk about something that hasn't been signed and delivered yet. But I think he stays right there in this division and I think they both unify it and one becomes undisputed and then we can kind of see what happens there. But this is a fight that we're looking forward to. Does it happen? Yes. Yes, I believe so, Chantel. What about you? What do you think? Before I, before I get into it, I know this isn't, isn't like a prediction and breakdown, but <laughs> if you were, because that's what we do as boxing fans, we, you know, we discuss like who would win that fight and you don't have to give a full breakdown, but if you had to pick between what you've seen with MJ and cool boy Steph, because what you're actually seeing is a power puncher, a guy that possesses power moves it around the ring really well. And then you look at the guy that's just technically gifted and a guy like cool boy Steph that, it, you know, is good defensively. It does move around the ring really well. And, Technically, he's the best at 122. So if you had to like, you know, just pick really quickly, who would you kind of go with? Yeah, I lean, I, I'm leaning to cool boy Steph this one by decision. Um, you know, and we've seen it different times when, when a boxer and a puncher get inside the ring, right? The boxer often gets frustrated because what he is known for doesn't work. Now, the addition is MJ is great across the board. Right. But when you step inside the ring with a ringmaster like cool boy Steph, man, it, it it just changes the atmosphere of it. And so I would lean to more towards uh, cool boy Steph uh, without giving too much of a breakdown of the fight. But uh, stranger things have happened in boxing, Chantel. But first, I just want to see it happen. I just want to see it happening. But give me your take on it. What do you think? Uh, well, for MJ versus Ronnie, um, to be quite honest with you, like, We've seen Ronnie fight for a while. I knew he wasn't going to win that bout, but I was happy to see him in the ring against MJ. And I thought Akhmedaliyev, you know, you could you could hear the punches. You could hear the power that he possesses when he was fighting Ronnie. And, you know, I felt like there was a time, I think it was in the 10th round, where Ronnie kind of got uh, Akhmedaliyev a little bit. So Akhmedaliyev did take some hits in this bout, but I thought for the most part, the finish that we wanted to see, that's what we saw. And, you know, Akhmedaliyev holds two belts. He holds the IBF and the WBA and the cool boy Steph holds the WBO and the WBC. And these two are the best in their division. However, cool boy Steph has more of the experience when you look at it because Akhmedaliyev is what he's 11 and 0 now, eight of those wins coming by way of knockout. And not to say that he's not as good, but he did get a title shot really, really quickly, which is why I'm happy that Ronnie was in that fight because we know how hard he had to work to get a title shot. But when I look at these two, personally, this is a fight that we all want to see at 122. I actually have Cool Boy Steph on my top 10 pound for pound list, everything that he's done. And the thing about it is that I think boxing politics are going to get in the way. They always do, right? Yeah. 
And um, I don't know if it's with like PBC or the zone, but I feel like we might not get this fight because you already see cool boy Steph talking about moving up to 126 and how there's intriguing fights, which makes me believe that we're not going to get undisputed, even though it's the sexy thing to do in this era that we're in right now. Everyone's wanting to be undisputed. I hope they make the fight, but if they don't, there are some really interesting fights at 126. Mark McSayo, Leo Santa Cruz is still a champ at 126 as well. Um, you got Emmanuel Navarrete. I don't think top rank. Uh, let's that happen. But also Gary Russell Jr. Like we have forgotten about Gary Russell Jr. I would love to see him and Cool Boy Steph fight. And when it comes to Akhmedaliev and Cool Boy Steph, who I would give the upper hand to, I think, you know, just hearing this podcast, I'm going to roll with Cool Boy Steph. We've seen a power puncher and a guy that's skilled, just masterful in the ring come together and fight. I got to go with Cool Boy Steph in that one. Even though Akhmedaliev is a beast. I think we I, we need to see the fight to obviously see what would happen. Yeah. But it, I think it'd be an interesting fight. I think it'd be one of the best fights of the year if we saw it. But I think boss, boxing politics are going to get in the way. So I think it's very possible that we see Cool Boy Steph move up to 126 before we get this fight. Hey, you know, if they're, if they're willing to pay, the money's going to talk. <laughs> exactly. But Point Blank would love to know what your thoughts are on Akhmedaliev and Ronnie Rios. Also, what your thoughts are on him and Cool Boy Steph. Will they meet in the ring? And if you want to give like an early prediction on who you think would win that bout, make sure to drop some comments in our YouTube section. Let's go over to the Octagon, Chantel, because it felt like Adesanya fought like two months ago. Right, he's back in the ring this weekend. That's one thing I like about him, man. Is 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 the man wants to stay in the ring, stay active, and defend his title to really say, look, I'm one of the best that has ever walked into the octagon. But he's facing a new challenger this time, and Jared Cannonier. Chantel, what 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 are your thoughts on this fight? Who do, how do you see it going? Who do you have winning? Well, we've seen Izzy look amazing as of late. I mean, he looks really good against Robert Whitaker in that unanimous decision victory. Shout out to Whitaker, though, because I was actually rooting for him. I was like, maybe he can do it. But Adesanya is way too good, man. He has the advantage in reach. And also, he's extremely technical. And we know how good he is. Um, his timing, though, I think is one of his best attributes. And I kind of mentioned this in a previous episode where Adesanya like reels you in. So he'll reel you in and he'll get some good shots on you, but then his timing will put you to sleep. Like he knows when to hit you and when to reel you in. Like his IQ is ridiculous, Adesanya. And he controls the distance really well. And I think that's what he's going to do in this fight. I think he's going to control the distance. And I think he's just going to time it perfectly where he can land that big one because we know that he has an extremely good uppercut. We know that he has a really, really nasty left hook that he throws with power. And the thing with about Adesanya is he's extremely explosive. Like the guy is extremely explosive. But when I look at Jared Cannonier, he throws everything with power. Like everything is a power push, right? He's got vicious elbows. He's got nasty hooks. Um, he's extremely explosive as well and has great athleticism. Like when I'm looking at old Cannonier fights, I'm like, man, this guy is a beast. But I think he's going to want to close the distance with Adesanya, but Adesanya is going to be controlling the distance the entire time, which kind of leaves him a little bit open mm -hmm. where I think he's going to have to take a big shot. Do I think Hananir is going to have 
big moments in this fight. I think in the first round, we're going to see Kananir and Adesanya kind of go at it. But I just think Adesanya is way too good, man. And Kananir, he's definitely like the number one contender. Let's just keep it real here. But I do believe that he's going to have some big moments, but he's also going to take a big hit from Adesanya as well. I think Adesanya is just, when it comes to technical ability, I think he's definitely a, a bit higher than Cannoneer. We know that Cannoneer has that power. He's going to throw some major power shots at Adesanya. But at the end of the day, I think his IQ will be the deciding factor in the timing of it. I think Jared Cannoneer, another thing is, what will his stamina look like? Mm-hmm. As the rounds go on, I expect Jared Cannoneer to be a stud in the early rounds. But when it comes to stamina and still being explosive in the later rounds, I give that edge to Adesanya. So for this fight, I actually have Adesanya winning by knockout. And that's kind of my prediction because I, you know, at this point, I'm just not trying to go up against him. What about you, Akeem? How do you see this one going? Yeah, conditioning is something that 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 I have a question for Jerry Cannonier as well, too. But also, even even before you even get into the octagon, too, it's like, man, this is a big moment. And when you have finally got to the place where you said, man, finally, the work that I've been doing is about to pay off and I get my shot. I get the opportunity. We saw what happened to Robert Whitaker in the first fight when they fought. He said the moment was too big for me. It got inside my head. It was too much, right? How is he going to respond in this moment leading up to it? So that's a question that that I have because everyone thinks they're ready for the moment until they get into the moment and they realize, man... I don't know if I am. Izzy has that experience already. He's the champion. He's been in this every single time. And it just seems like he rises to the occasion every single time. But Jerry Cannonier, he's a good fighter. He's strong. He's tough. Um, he passes the physical test. Like you look at him and you're just like, okay, man, this man is strong. He's powerful. Um, as you said, he's not as quick, right? He's not as agile. He's not the athletic freak that Israel Adesanya is. But I also think he knows that. And I think he's okay with knowing what is in his repertoire and where his strengths and his skills are. In this fight, I mean, in his last fight against Jared Brunson, Derek Brunson, he got dropped in that fight and he almost <laughs> got choked out before the round was done. But he withered the storm and he was able to close out the show with the elbow, but he withered the storm. And so one of the questions that I have for him in this fight is, how is he going to respond when Adesanya applies the pressure? Can he withstand that? Is he quick enough to get out of the way? Is he quick enough to land a strike if there's an opportunity there, if Adesanya is bringing on the pressure? So in this one, if he can close the gap, I think he needs to use his size to his advantage, right? Take a little bit out of Jan Blahovich's fight pattern and try to take Izzy down and see what you can do on the ground. Now, we know what Izzy is about, right? It's been so long since he's lost a fight in that division He doesn't lack confidence. He doesn't lack belief. He never thinks he's going to lose, right? And I think he's a stronger fighter than most people give him credit for. He's got, what, 15 knockouts. So we know he has the power in both hands. But how he gets to to that person is a beautiful thing to watch. I mean, as someone who, who... who did track and feel where you have to really be composed with the feet and know which striking that you should do in order to close the gap, to hit the ground, to get the pressure up from watching his feet move and the footwork that he used. It's a beautiful thing to see. I'm just like, wait a minute. This is what it truly takes 
to compete at that elite and high level. He's a great striker. He's efficient. He's a switch hitter. He can beat you from any different ways. He has a long reach. He can touch you up without physically being close to you. And these are just a few things in his repertoire. So I don't know which Izzy we're going to see because we think that we're going to see one. The next one, he shows you a different side and he can beat you in many different ways. But in my opinion, this fight, I think Izzy's going to be too quick. He's too slick. He's too defensively sound. And I just, I just don't think Jared Cannonier is going to be able to close that gap quick enough. He may get some takedowns, but I'm wondering if it's going to be too late. It may yeah. not be by knockout, but I see it could happening like that too. But if it does go to the cards, I think it's going to be a definitive win for Israel Adesanya. I just think uh, I'm rooting for Jared Cannonier, but man, it's hard to go go against the champion who continues to prove why he's a champion. But Point Blank would love to know your thoughts. Who do you have winning this one? Let us know in the comments section below. UFC 276, man, that's a, it's a great card across the board. But before we close out, Chantel, let's get into the encouragement segment of the week. You know, you talked about at the beginning uh, that 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 week break that we did take off. Um, it's tough to know when to take the right break. It's tough to know when to take a moment and take a step back. When is the right time to do so, in your opinion? I think when you realize that you've had a lot on your plate and you kind of just need that extra push. And sometimes you might not even know when you need the break to be quite honest with you. Um, but for me, for example, like I ended up taking a few days off and then I came back and Akeem was like, you know what, why don't we just like take this Monday off? And cause that's when we record, we're just giving you all the, all the juice here. <laughs> um, but yeah, Akeem's like, why don't you, why don't you just take like the Monday off and then we can come back the next week. And like, honestly, like I needed that and uh, shout out to Akeem. Thanks Akeem. But it was just kind of one of those things where, and we ended up taking that Monday off and I was like, man, what do I, what do I do? Like, I'm supposed to be like editing the episode right now and doing all of this. But I think when you have such a busy schedule and you're just on the go and it never stops, you kind of don't even ever get breaks. And so sometimes it's good to take a step back and be like, you know what, I need a day or two or maybe a couple of days, depending on however much time you need, because if you continue to keep on piling more things onto your plate and not getting those breaks, you're going to end up gassing out. And uh, that was something that I was feeling where I'm like, you know what, I even though I've been traveling for work, it's totally different when you travel for work. And Akeem, you know that very well. And I was just like, I need a break and I need to get out of the country. <laughs> like I, I need to get out of Vancouver and I need to get out of the country because I've been traveling so much within Canada. And I was like, I, I, I need a different vibe. So that's kind of what I did. And I came back and I feel so much more refreshed now. And I think that's exactly what I needed. And sometimes it's always important to give yourself that break. What about you, Akeem? When do you know it's a good time to take a break. And for someone like you, that's always working Akeem, no games, Haynes, we don't call him that for no reason, but like, when do you take a break? Um, I, and it's something that, that, that I've been getting better at because, you know, we have a tendency to push through even when we're drained and mentally depleted and we may push through, but is that really our best work? Is that really our best efforts? And so I've been trying to do better at that. Um, for me, I take breaks more now if I feel like maybe overwhelmed with something or I just like my mind is just not there. It may be physically there, 
but it's not present, then I'm just like, man, I need to take a break from it. I need to take a break from every single thing in order to make sure that I can be all that I need to be for myself, right? Because if you aren't who you, if aren't, if you aren't who you need to be for yourself, you can't expect others to do that for you. You got to be the one to do it. So if you feel like you are physically there, but your mind is wondering and your mind may be in another place, then that's probably a good indication that you may need to take a step back. Sometimes in life, you got to take a step backwards so you can go forwards. And that's something that I've been trying to, to work on, trying to continue to build off of and hopefully I get better. Uh, but um, I, I want to put out quality work. I want to put out quality things rather than just quantity. And, and, and for me, I can't, I can't give what I don't have. <laughs> and it's very important that you make sure you have what it is that you want to give. So that's my take on it. What we would love to know, was there a moment where you knew that you were probably tired? What was the straw that broke the camel's back that said, you know, I need to take a step back. Definitely let us know in the comment section below. And also, I believe when I checked this morning, I think we're at 197 subscribers. So we're three away from another milestone of 200. And we would really appreciate if you are just, maybe you saw it on the YouTube feed and you're like, wait a minute, what's this video over here to the right? Let me just click on it. Well, if you click on it, then I hope that you click and subscribe to the channel as we try to grow this thing. Um, so again, as Chantel said at the beginning, we appreciate you. We thank you for tuning in each and every single week, except the week that we missed. But look, give us a little bit of grace. But we thank you for that. We truly, truly appreciate it. And with that being said, episode 41 is now finished. And I am Akeem Haynes. I'm Chantel Chen. And this is point blank and we'll it's a good chance we'll see you next week <laughs>